Since the 9th of January 2021 today, on Saturday. So we have come together with this intention to train our minds. And uh, this training of the mind is something that's important. Um, because the nature of our mind is that it's this knowing element that receives sense impressions. And then when it sees, when it receives these, um, it often follows them and proliferates upon them. And then the mind gets involved in craving and clinging. And these are the causes for suffering to arise. And even though we don't wish for that suffering, it still comes up. So all beings, all forms of life, don't want to suffer. They just wish to experience happiness. So why is it then that our hearts have the suffering? What's the reason? Well, if we look external to ourselves, we'll understand that suffering comes up because of these sense impressions that we experience, and the things uh, that, the sensations that we experience from the world. And this is what cause our minds to suffer. That other people give us suffering, they make us unhappy. For example, if we have wealth, but someone steals that, and someone robs it, cheats us out of it. So if we look external to ourselves, then we'll understand in this way and we'll believe that this is true. Perhaps people come and criticize us, blame us, or disparage us, or um, gossip about us. And then we become upset due to that because we don't want for it to happen. Well, something that we can all see nowadays is that this COVID virus has spread about. And um, the people who are founded in Dhamma and in Sila, these people will be careful. And uh, they try to um, carry on their lives through honest means. Uh, but there are also people who aren't like that, who have a lot of ignorance, delusion. And in order to get the money that they wish for, they may gamble, for example. Um, and perhaps we want to get rich as well. But it's that these people have a lot of delusion, and that's what pushes them uh, to follow unskillful means. And they don't have this moral integrity to them. So our societies in this present um, age can be very unsettled, and uh, especially so now with the pandemic that is spreading around. And it makes a lot of people um, feel very burdened and especially medical workers, doctors, nurses, um, they're in a great state of difficulty in this crisis. But we all need to come together to help each other out because this is something that's happened already. This pandemic has already occurred. So we need to accept that and try to help each other out. And the doctors, the nurses who are very tired, exhausted uh, due to all the work they have to do, we can help by giving them encouragement. 
And all of us have to show a great deal of endurance and forbearance, um, and especially these medical workers. They've already had to develop a lot of this quality of kanti in their occupations, but now, in this time of crisis, they need to develop that parami, that perfection, even further. But it's also normal that at sometimes we can't push away the thoughts of why do I have to work like this? Why do I have to have a job like this? Why can't I be at ease like those other people who don't have moral integrity? But if we think in this way, then it's quite possible our minds will just become stirred up due to those thoughts. And even people who aren't uh, medical workers, they may be tempted to have thoughts like this as well. You see that things are difficult. Uh, now the situation that we're in is very tough. And uh, this may provoke um, some very strong mind states. And maybe we may get thoughts that uh, for those people who are causing suffering in this world, we may wish for them to die, wish for them to fall into hell or go through a lot of agony and pain. But if we get thoughts like this, we do need to be very careful around them. Um, because with these thoughts, it's showing that the mind is getting involved in ill will. And if we're wishing to harm people who don't have moral integrity. But if we look inside ourselves, we'll see that um, all the things that we get, all these feelings of happiness and sadness, they have causes and conditions. And what are those causes? Why is it um, that our hearts experience suffering? And even though we don't want for them to suffer, um, this dukkha, the suffering, does come up. And it's because we have a mind that is kind of embodied in this world, in this uh, human world, and our minds are here in this realm of existence. They're not in the Deva realm, they're not in the Brahma realm. We see that most beings uh, in this plane of existence, they actually have minds that are lower than the human state. And when we live with a lot of people, and for uh, whom the majority are mentally not humans, then this creates a very difficult situation, a lot of aggravation. So we need to come to an understanding, we need to try and contemplate well, uh, that if we don't want to suffer like this, then we shouldn't be born. And if we're born, then we just don't have a choice. So we contemplate and see the danger here in birth. So if we look at our minds, then we see that uh, the mind that is well established, um, that is firm in samadhi, is very important. And the samadhi can come about through many different means, through chanting, through using a mantra through contemplating into the body, seeing it as being empty or seeing it as being a collection of elements. 
These are all different methods that we can use to bring about internal peace. And nowadays, it's especially important for us to hold kindness and compassion in our hearts, to cultivate this quality of metta very frequently, to do it a lot. Uh, because now there's a lot of confusion in the world. Things are in a very uh, confused and agitated state. There's a lot of sickness. There's suffering that is all around us. And when we uh, come to train our minds so that they can experience this peace, then we'll feel an inner sense of satisfaction and coolness. And in the state, then suffering just can't arise in our minds. And because the mind that isn't peaceful is usually in that agitated state because of a sense of self, a sense of me or mine, a sense of there being a being, uh, us and them. And then we go and blame other people. But when we can get to a state of inner peace, when our samadhi can become well established, then we'll see that the suffering that arises is due to the tight clinging that we have towards me and mine. In truth, this mind, this jitta, is just a dharma element which doesn't belong to anyone. But then vicha comes along, this ignorance comes and turns, thing and turns things into a mess. So the Buddha came to help us and to teach us. Um, but those who he was able to teach were like the two horns on a cow in comparison to the many, many hairs on that cow. And so the people in this world who have a good sense of morality are very, very few. And so the world is in a very agitated state. So we need to contemplate. We don't want for things to be chaotic like this. Um, uh, but when the minds of beings are so caught up in delusion and ignorance, then this is just how things will be. We may want for people, for everyone to be good, uh, to have a decent or a sense of decency to them, uh, to not harm anyone, to not drink alcohol, to not gamble. But we have to understand that this world that we're living in is the human world. It's not a heaven world. If we want things to be like that, then that's heaven already. And that state just doesn't exist in this plane of existence. So what's important is that we train our own minds, or we protect them. Just like when we have wealth, we need to protect that wealth so that we don't lose it, so that people aren't able to steal it. And if we don't, um, then we may lose it. In the same way, we need to protect our minds as well. If we fail to do so, ignorance will come along, giving rise to craving and attachment. So when we train our minds, um, then the mind is able to uh, be peaceful. And we understand uh, that suffering arises. 
due to the mind uh, that is caught up in ignorance in this way. But we often don't uh, see things in this light. So it's important for us to understand the benefit of training our minds. Um, that all people want to be freed from suffering, they want to experience peace. Um, they don't want to, for their minds to be stirred up and chaotic. And uh, people may want for their minds to be free of thoughts, but why is it that they carry on thinking? Well, it's because of this ignorance, and that's the cause uh, that makes us go and think, proliferate, give rise to all these narratives, and then the mind starts getting involved in things like ill will. Or if we meet with something we like, then the mind will proliferate in a way that makes it pleased. So we need to train them to become still, to become peaceful, and especially so in this time of crisis, both in uh, a crisis of the economy and of people's health. If we're able to understand things well, um, then we can train our hearts. We see that things are externally very chaotic, so we focus internally to try and bring about peace. So just like uh, monks often go to practice in cremation grounds, they go up into the mountains or into deep forests in order to meet with fear so that their hearts can find a refuge, so they can bring their minds together and make them gather together into peace. And when they are in this peaceful state, then they'll understand that, in truth, these sense impressions, they're not able to affect our minds in any way. It's just the nature of the heart to receive them. And once they've done so, they just disappear of their own accord. What happens is the mind attaches to them. But in Arahant, they don't attach to these sense impressions. They see them as being merely sense impressions. And just like how drops of water don't get absorbed into a lotus leaf, but rather they run right off. And in the same way, these sense impressions, they don't uh, get absorbed into the mind of an arahant. So if we look inwardly, we'll see that the suffering arises because of the attachment that we have. And so then we train these minds, train them to become peaceful, to perceive arising and ceasing, and see the nature of the Dhamma, see that all things are anicca, dukkha, anatta, and constant, stressful, the not-self. And in doing so, the stress that we experience will steadily decrease. We need to make our minds firm and well, and well um, settled, and train them, cultivate them. Because having come to gain this birth that we have, it's no easy matter that we've gained this body of the flesh. Um, we've been in our mother's womb, and then we've been able to open up our eyes and see this world. And now we've come to this present moment. Our life has managed to last this long. It shows that we've got great fortune. Uh, but things are not sure. And there are probably many people of our own generation who have died already. Things are uncertain. Therefore, we contemplate these things, see that this birth is no easy matter. And what's more, we've become born in our minds as well, a mind which has sila dhamma, which has this 
moral integrity. And that we're people who have decency and goodness to us. This is very difficult to find. So it's not only our bodies that are human, but it's our minds as well. And we see that in the world, there are a lot of physical humans, uh, far more than there were 50 years ago. In Thailand, uh, 50 years ago, there were just 10 million people, but now the population is 70 million. It's seven times what it was before. And as the population increases, so does the chaos and the unsettled uh, state of this place. And mostly because the majority of people just don't have this moral integrity. So when the world develops, so too does chaos and confusion. But 50 years ago, we didn't have the things that we do now. There weren't phones, there wasn't 4G, 5G, no smartphones, just black and white televisions. And there was only electricity in the very developed places. But in other places, they didn't have electricity. Um, in order to get light, they had to use lanterns. And then when it turns uh, to evening, people would go to bed. So they had a steady rhythm to their lives. They would uh, sleep um, in a set rhythm, and their bodies were strong as a result. And the amount of destruction that was caused to the environment was very little, because there wasn't all of the industry that there is now. They just, uh, people were involved in agricultural activities. They didn't have uh, rice cookers like we do now. But then we started to gain all of these things, all of these bits of technology. And uh, now we've got a lot of things. In the evening, it's very bright. And uh, so people stay awake for very long. And uh, also we use a huge amount of resources which causes the world to degenerate. So that viruses like this are able to occur is because of this degeneration of the environment. And it's just natural when there's this degeneration, uh, these things come up. And it causes us uh, to be ill at ease. But it's very comfortable as well in terms of the technological advancements. Uh, we don't have to walk places. We've got cars that can take us, planes that can take us. And when I was a newly ordained monk, I was traveling from uh, Bangkok to Ubon, to Wat Nambapong. We had to travel on a train in those days. And I was sitting on third class. But actually the layperson who bought me the ticket um, wanted to buy second class, but I thought that that would be too comfortable. Uh, so I asked for third class instead. And initially I had to stand uh, for the first leg of the journey uh, from Sarapuri uh, to the next province over into Korat. And I uh, had to wait until people got off the train before there was a place for me to sit. And it was about midnight uh, by that time. You know, people uh, kind of, they didn't want to give up their seats for a monk, um, but that was okay. I just stood. And only when we got to Korat uh, did I get a seat. In those days, there were very few buses, and uh, those that were used were for tourism purposes. 
and uh, the planes that were around were just just had twenty seats. So being a new monk, things weren't very easy. I had to train myself, you know, train myself like this. But now the state of the world has changed a lot. There's a lot of development, and we also experience a lot more sense impressions than we did before. And so it's even more difficult for people to train their minds to become peaceful than it was before. But still we have to put in effort. Even though we live in this current day and age, we need to bring up a lot of effort. Try to reduce the sense impressions that we experience. Because when we receive all these, it just stirs up our mind. Try and seek out those sense impressions which bring about peace of heart and uh, try to meet with those frequently. And if there are any sense impressions that cause our hearts to become agitated, we see that there's no benefit to them. We need to bring up a lot of forbearance. And now, uh, for example, for the monks, uh, the evening drinks, we don't have to forbear with anything. It's very luxurious. But rather we have to have this endurance, this forbearance with all the sense impressions that we experience. We do this um, so that peace is able to arise, so that we're able to gain wisdom. So we shouldn't go and blame anyone else for our own suffering. We just don't do this. We suffer uh, because um, we have we've been born into this world, now that we've been born like this, but that we have the fortune to be interested in morality, uh, to have this life, we should use this opportunity to practice, and practice in this very life so we can see the Dhamma, so we can get to know the Dhamma in this life. The great, uh, these teachers, are still around to teach us. And if we have any doubts, we can ask them questions. And now I'm 67 years old, close to 70, and uh, it's not sure. We don't know what this body is going to be like in the near future. So we should all really set our hearts on this practice, not be heedless. We have this energy, we, we can speak still, so we should use that faculty to chant. and do chanting a lot, and that's a lot of merit if we do that. We do these things a lot, we cultivate merit a lot, and really put in our efforts and carry on doing this until our minds experience peace, that they're able to come to a state of stillness with merit. We establish our hearts in the quality of kindness and then go about contemplating into emptiness. And then our hearts can come to a place of refuge, a true refuge, and here we'll become born again within our hearts, that the Buddha, this internal Buddha, this nature of awakening, arises in our own hearts. And this is very important. So may all of you develop in the Dhamma. <clears throat>